going on everybody welcome to episode 572 of flow wrestling radio live i'm your host christian piles joined by the same crew as yesterday mexico ben as we call him when he's vacations in mexico is in mexico and the internet is predictably bad in uh <laughs> south south of the border in a hotel so went to the bullpen again uh with jd raider J- james dean how are you Doing good. Very well. Thank you, you. You were talking in the middle of the intro. That was interesting. Uh, uh, did not, you told me I didn't need the headphones oh, yeah. today, and it backfired. So, <laughs> Oh, that, I was like, is he not hearing the music play? That's fine. Um, he also didn't know how Twitter worked and the order of things happening. So <coughs> we're bringing him along. He's young. He's um, from Iowa. He, now. Now, Bracky. What's wrong so with that? Him. You're from West Virginia. <laughs> so <laughs> Listen. There's, I think we're. Uh, I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> you're from a pretty dunkable state. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few dunkable states, and West Virginia is definitely one of them. It's because of uh, incorrect stereotyping that the media has placed on us. Wow, the biased. Yeah, media. yeah, very biased media. Uh, okay, so stuff's happening. Things are going on. Um, we announced the match order. I think we should look at that first for November 14th. Very excited. Um, about this to talk about the, you know, it's officially official and the order we're going to be wrestling in. I don't know if uh, Tyler can pull that up, but we're going to get started with some serious heat November 14th. If you don't know, um, I, you probably do, but Zahid Valencia and Jordan Burroughs are going to wrestle each other at 185 pounds on November 14th. So the entire card is as follows. Match one. Kyvan Gadsden versus Colin Moore, a rematch of uh, the Senior Nationals Finals. Gadsden got past Kyle Snyder when he was winning, and Snyder got hurt, and then he fell to Colin Moore. And then we're going to have uh, Kayla Miracle taking on Anna Godinez in the second match. And then Sammy Sasso, Tyler Berger. This is an interesting match because I don't think they've ever wrestled. I never really thought about a potential wrestling match between them until this became sort of a... A possibility. What are what are y'all thoughts on this potential matchup at 160 pounds? 160. That's gonna be a um, that's gonna be a sassy sasso at, at 160 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, Berger looked pretty good against McKenna, um, in Chelsting, and it's like, can he get to his double, or is Sammy gonna be able to scramble his way out of it? And how does freestyle kind of affect that? You know. <clears throat> Sasso won't be able to roll over his back, pass a leg, something like that, and scramble and come out on top. It it'll be interesting. I'm I'm definitely excited. <laughs> it's it's a question mark of a match. For uh for someone as scrambly as Sasso, he has a very consistent freestyle game. Yeah. He's he's makes it work. He's not he's far from a freestyle novice. He yeah. he enters juniors and I think he's entered U twenty threes before and he's a Fargo veteran as well, so He's very experienced freestyle and folk style, um, so I don't I don't see that as as a a huge obstacle. I think Berger is a savvy finisher of leg attacks, and Sasso I don't think is going to be able to counter scramble his way to a win. He's going to have to generate offense, which he has. Um, he's got good parterre, so I don't even know who is the favorite here. Is it Berger? I think you I, might have to go Berger just because of his win over McKenna recently. 
and maybe the weight thing a little bit. Bigger burger. Um, yeah, bigger <clears throat> burger. He's a double burger. Yeah, he's not a quarter pounder. No. Um, so it's a full you, pounder. <laughs> yeah. You slightly lean uh, burger, but it's almost a toss-up. Yes. It's also worth noting that Sasso is uh, a big 49, and going into the year, we were like, could we see him go 57? That was not mm-hmm. uh, out of the realm of possibility at that point in time. So, with that in mind, and, and the other factor, you know, you factor size, you factor, you know, their skill sets, but what's the training situation been for Berger, right? He's, um, has he been able to consistently train? I feel like Sasso has been. He, I mean, in Bader's interview with Jordan Ort, maybe it's just Bader talking, but Jordan, um, he's been working out with Jordan <coughs> Burroughs. Maybe you've heard of him. He's actually wrestling. Well, that the 14th, so. We should get to that. That could help. That's a that's a pretty solid training. Sasso also got a a new training or not new but a nice training partner as well on this card. Oh yes, um, we will get to that young man. Match four will be Ali Reagan versus Lauren Louive. Uh These two had hit at Final X in 2019. More recently, however, Louive won senior nationals in a bracket where Ali was upset by uh, XMP, the the rising. Uh, women's wrestling star. Yes. So, you know, a little, I don't know if it's revenge for Reagan because she's never lost to Louis, but, you know, kind of can reestablish herself at 59. Get back kilograms. on the horse. Right. And then how about this Greco match? Jangela Hancock versus Alan Vera, who... At it, 103 kilograms. That's that's like uh, big, big. Yes. Big. Alan Vera, 87 kilo guy. Uh, he just wrestled 89 kilos because it was plus two. At senior nationals, but that's a lot of weight to be giving up against a guy like as good as Giangelo Hancock. So that's clearly, I, I wasn't involved in negotiations or anything, but Hancock saying, Yes, you were. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> no, like they didn't even wrestle at 97 kilos. I know. It's crazy. Just a classic plus. And Giangelo Han- Hancock is a huge human being. Yeah, he's really, uh-huh. really big guy. So it'll be a, a huge test for Vera, who. You know, he defected from Cuba, and he's working on being able to represent America. It's and a great story. Pa- apparently, the process is in place for him to be able to represent us, not just at the Worlds. That's already established. But they're working on making it so he could wrestle at the Olympic Games for the United States. He beat States. Joe Rao uh, in the finals at Sioux Nationals. And Joe Rao is the guy. He's already qualified 87 kilos for the Olympics for the United States. So he is... Um, Right there on the precipice of being our Olympian, yes, at, at that weight class. So uh, he's a new, he's definitely a new face to American wrestling fans, right? Because we haven't seen yeah. him. how many how many competitions has he done in in the United States? Schultz, uh, I think he might have done one more than senior nationals. Right. So he's still, um, you know, I think they're entering fans' consciousness. And man, if he beats Giangelo Hancock up, you know, uh. uh a solid 14 kilograms. That's insane. 20, 30 pounds. Uh, that'd be incredibly impressive. He did the Bill Farrell back in 2019 and uh, the Schultz earlier in the year in 2019. And he defected in 2016? Yep. At the or Yes. Um, I don't know if he's still in Florida, but lived and trained in Florida uh, for a handful of years. Yeah, he came over um, when the Pan Am Olympic games and qualifier were the back-to-back weekend yeah. in Dallas and essentially said 
um, I believe it was Taylor Miller with USA Wrestling who did the story with him, but it was like, all right, Cuba, I keep making the team in Cuba and they're not paying me or they're not paying to send me to Worlds. Like mm -hmm. they, they pick and choose the way to send to Worlds. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and just yeah, stayed. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pretty, pretty cool story. And it, you know, feeds into the next match where we're going to have Anthony Etchemendia, another guy who defected from Cuba, now living and training in the United States and also has aspirations of representing America at the World and Olympic and stage. I'm excited about this one because we get to see where Etchemendia stands on the senior ladder. He basically, like, we're just skipping where he's at on the NCAA ladder. He dominated uh, Fargo and Saunders at who's number one and he's a huge story he was like every you know college wanted him he was going to go to Iowa State now Ohio State and Evan Henderson is a top seven guy at 65 kilos and if Echimandia can beat him that solidifies that he is at least in like contention for the Olympic spot or should be talked about. Yeah, it should, it should be discussed. It, it was funny because I've, you know, you want to check your biases. Like, am I the only one that thinks that? Am I on an island here? And then had a, a coach just DM me or texting me randomly. He's like, there's not a high-level wrestler I want to, or someone I want to watch wrestle a high-level wrestler more than him right now. Yes. Like, he just wants to figure out where, where does this guy stack up? And there's this incredible element of an unknown. Then you factor in, like, this guy's, personality and his story and it, it's really an interesting thing and I, I honestly I expect him to win this match I really do okay. which is it's crazy crazy, it's uh, crazy. to kind of give some context to the the Josh Saunders win at who's number one Saunders would then go on at senior nationals he'd lose first round to Bryce Meredith and then reel off wins over Dom Demas Nick Dardanes and Joey Laser before losing to Bryce Meredith again and then going to the seventh and eighth place match where he actually lost to Evan Henderson how how badly? Ten zero. Ten zero. Okay. <clears throat> so they both. Henderson is legit, but so is Saunders. Saunders. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Saunders is. He did that as a senior in high school. Right. At senior yes. nationals. Yes. And Laser beat. Did he beat Molinero that that weekend? Joey Laser does weird things like that. He I feel does. like <laughs> he he certainly does. But he he was wrestling well. Yes, that he turn. did. He teched Frank Molinero that weekend. Okay. So. That that puts uh, Saunders in a little more perspective there. I I think it's I think it's a fascinating match. I think it's as must watch as, as anything we have that on this card, including the main event, Jordan Burroughs versus Zahid Valencia, where a little chirping getting started here between Zahid and uh and, and JB. Of course we tweeted uh that video of, of Jordan running down Imar. We have a clip of it too, just because it's an awesome clip. You can't yes. not watch it. Yeah, you're not gonna. Every time you see it in your in your timeline, you're like, okay, I'll watch this. If you want to play it, go, go ahead, Tyler. Um, 21 seconds to go. Girl's got to get it. He's got 20 seconds to get it. Here I remember watching this and like my jaw dropping. Burroughs just doing Burroughs things. <laughs> the pat is that your best call uh yeah <laughs> it's right up there with huge pinpoints for the Hokies it's up there it's one of my favorites <laughs> it's like I mean I don't know it's just kind of 
the moment maybe got the better of me. I, I don't really, <laughs> don't really talk like that, but that's all I could think is like the balls on this guy. Like just he does it all the time. It's not like a unique experience, like a unique occurrence that he would have a clutch moment. In fact, uh, JD I think has been tasked with trying to synthesize or come up with a list of the most clutch Jordan Burroughs moments. What do any stick out other than that one? Uh, I mean, like you know, beating Sargouche is up there just because Sargouche, like you know, well, Sar- how dirty he is, yeah, and everything. Even like more recently, like the Gomez win. Yeah, what the heck? Canyon. That was over. I mean, it's just like all he has to You're do like, is what be- is happening? Like that Gomez is beating Jordan Burroughs, and then you see him pull up his socks. When they go out of bounds, and it's like, he gets it done. <laughs> yeah, he, he can just, I mean, just having that extra level that he can get to. Um, you know, and he did it at Worlds in 2019 a couple times. He had that late, mm-hmm. late finish. Uh, I forget who he was even against. It was not a match that really was on our radar or something. And then it was a very dramatic tournament all all throughout for, for Jordan on his way to bronze there. But, yeah, there, there's been so many. I mean, you mentioned the the Sargush. I mean, Really late, the the I guess it was Dake, Dake Burrows, um, match two was super late score, and him not getting crotch lifted was really crazy. And that's what makes the Sitikov losses. The Chimizo, oh, I mean, pick your Chimizo match, but yeah. the beat the streets one was crazy. I was like, he's not going to lose. He can't even set his feet to shoot, and then he... Figures it out. He's down early. You know, like he's it's just not going to happen for him. He can't even, and then he figures it out and runs him down, and it was insane. Uh, so there's a lot, and uh, I'm expecting you to nail this. So, so please do so. Well, the run in 2017 at Worlds wasn't he losing like every match? Yes, I believe that is true. Like son, just giving up first points and then yeah. Back. I think some of them he was losing at the break too. Um, and to do that in just consecutive matches at the World Championships, like three, four times over, is insane. Can you imagine being his coach or like, or Lauren, his wife. Like that has to be the most anxiety-inducing yeah. thing ever. I mean, think how anxious we are. He's just like, you know, someone we cover and, and cheer or for. A fan of. Like, yeah, it's like no. There's like, I couldn't. I can't imagine. Um, but maybe you get better perspective the closer you are to it. It's like, man, what a ride it's been. Um. But I'd probably just be freaking out. And all those things that he's done, also on like that crazy list, is moving up twenty pounds. Whoops! To beat to he yeah, Valencia. Kind of not mentioning that. <laughs> That's insane. So yeah, twenty pounds. It, I mean, we haven't two-time seen two-time NCAA champion, like a headgear pull call and suspension and slash canceled NCAs away from being four-time mm-hmm. NCAA champion to he Valencia, like. This isn't just like a going up 20 pounds to beat a good guy. Well, and I think more than anything, look at Zahid's last tournament. Who was in that field? Um, he beats a World Silver. The guy David beat for World Silver from Turkey. Mm-hmm. Beat, beat Ringer. Yeah, outplaced Punya. I don't think he mm-hmm. wrestled Punya, but Punya was silver in 2019. This is all in one bracket, mind you. Beats Ringer. So he's not, he's not just a good college wrestler. This is a guy who is... Been on the world-class trajectory for One years. One junior world silver after his freshman year, I believe, at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to come ready. 
And while there will there will always be, uh, I'm sure he respects Jordan tremendously. He's not the kind of guy who's going to view himself in a in a in an underdog light or feel like oh no, he I, is confident. Yes, he is a very <laughs> confident. I mean, at Jordan. Yeah. Um, so we have the I don't know if you have the, like the screenshots, Tyler, of of the the back and forth. But Jordan tweets at Zaid Valencia. You think you can stop this? Um, which we'll find out. Uh, Zahid responds. He says, "Hey, we'll find out soon enough." Same for my sprint at. All I see is gold. Think you can stop mine? And it is true. I'm curious. Are we going to see a, a shootout? Are we going to see, um, you know, Zahid play a more calculated thing? Because Zahid is a volume shooter. He's yes. a club sweep, shoot from space. He wrestles from his knees really well and can kind of like explode up. Um, will Will Jordan kind of sit back and let Zahid almost shoot himself out of the match a little bit and – Play more of a, a reattack game, or are they both just going to say let's let's just wrestle really hard for six minutes and try to score the entire time? And there's a little bit of <clears throat> intrigue too in the fact that we haven't seen either one of these guys in a while. Uh, Bur- when was the last time Burroughs wrestled uh, Pan Am? Yeah, so and, that was like early March. Yep, and Zahid, it was Pelicone. In January, he wrestled a couple college matches after that, he but did, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. So, like, 10. I think we could see a pretty high scoring affair because as we see with Zahid and folk style, and I mean, anytime he wrestles freestyle, he's looking to score early and often. And mm-hmm. what I think we made have mentioned this about Jordan yesterday, either on the show or in the meeting, it's running together. But Jordan will give up takedowns; he will get scored yeah. on, and you know, just illustrating that. You know he's been down in matches to multiple guys that we wouldn't consider on his level. Makes me think that he's probably going to get one here. And that goes to um, remember we played the clip of Zahid talking about it's going to be bigger margin than mm-hmm. that, or bigger. You know that uh, Bro's going to try to have to run him down from. Um, so it wouldn't shock me at all if we see Zahid jump out to an early lead here. That's going to create more offense because Jordan's going to have to come. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am very interested to see how much Jordan weighs in at. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Because I, you know, I, I watched the video of, of Bader interviewing him. And I was like, he doesn't look that much bigger than he would normally look. And Bader's like, no, he looked, he looked pretty normal to me. Like he's not, he's going to be undersized for this match. Mm-hmm. But will it matter is the question. And he's a guy who has talked about how as he's gotten older, it's been harder to make 74 kilograms yeah i can imagine <laughs> um you know this was a guy that did not look small at day before weigh-ins and now is making two hour weigh-in 74 kilograms so yeah 163 and a half not easy for for jordan at, at this point and i i wonder how easy it is for for dake at this point too i think at um he looks sucked down at at Pelicone. Yeah, he. I think he even referenced like, yeah, that it was a it little d- tough. Wasn't his time. first match not great? Yes, and then he got better. I think as yes. the tournament got going, he got a little further from that way in. He started like doing dig stuff yes. and piecing them up. So all those guys. I mean, I think it's a. I think it's a really tough cut for Imar. I guess all. I guess all these guys. It's. I, I imagine for Makai Lewis too. It's not that. Not that comfortable. I know he's a 65-pounder collegiately, but 
I think he's a pretty big guy mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we could see him 74, maybe. You think? There's a very real chance. If not this year, then by the end of his career. You know what Brackley, Bracky so um, rudely reminded us of is that we should be watching college wrestling right now. It would be happening. Tomorrow, Friday, there would definitely be duels. There would have been... November 1 was Sunday. There would have been opens last Sunday. Oh, my god! There absolutely would have been. Mm-hmm. That's the first day you can compete. And um, a number of schools in the past couple of years had gotten permission f- to start a few days earlier. Remember the Wisconsin uh, duels on a Thursday night before mm-hmm. November 1? We would have already. We would have at least had wrestle-offs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Many yeah. schools. Yep. Would have had wrestle-offs and would have had those three to five, you know, surprising results that always happen. Yeah. Someone, an all Will Luan goes- beating Panaleo. Um, oh my gosh! Mastriani beating Devin Carter the one year. Oh, that was a hokey open, wasn't it? Yeah. We at least uh, got to watch Nelson Brands beat Abisad. That, that counts. Yep, that's about the closest thing we had to uh, to rest off. Of course, it was in freestyle, but still very telling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was sad. Thanks for making me sad, Bracky. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, now my coffee's getting revenge on me. It went yes. down the wrong pipe again. <laughs> Thank you. That's the second time that's happened to Bracky. I'm not sure what's going on here. I don't know. And figure it out. Yeah, yeah, figure it out, please. It's probably because it's coffee and not monster. Hey, you monsters are snorting <laughs> uh, smelling salts before the show. Now we've got some ammonia company <laughs> tweeting at us, harassing us. They should sponsor us. Yes. I don't. I don't know if they can afford it. People Friend seem of the to, podcast ammonia sport. Yeah, people, ammonia sport people only seem has to like two, it a lot. Yeah, I think I think it earned you some real street cred. But <laughs> if we're gonna get harassed by big ammonia moving forward, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> They can afford us. Yeah. They can afford to sponsor us. Just uh, us individually as people. We should be like individually sponsored. Ammonia not, not sports. Yes. Sport. Um, send me some smelling salts and I will. Uh, use them. Yes, I will use them. <laughs> Here you go. Look you at this. <clears throat> Snap it, smell it. Get the best results of your life, really, with the number one smelling salt in the world. You can get them here at. I'm not going to read it because you know what? <laughs> I'm going to make you pay for that, Ammonia Sport. Yeah. Yeah, they came at us no after, after I tweeted the video of JD and Bracky <laughs> using uh, smelling salts. New York football giant Casey Kreider loved it. Yes. He's the man. He's from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the youngest uh, What's the youngest you've seen a kid uh, snap a smelling <laughs> salt off in Iowa? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely say now. Now I know you should say. You don't have to name names or what wrestling club I happened know. at. Just a, you know, freshman or sophomore of high school probably. Oh, that's not, not bad. too bad. Yeah. Just to get the juices flowing in the morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you don't have time to make coffee. Right. Just hit the, hit the smelling salts. Okay. Uh, Bracky did an article about seniors and tough decisions, so... Why don't you key the, cue that one up for us? Yeah, you know, Steve. we talked about it a lot when uh, the NCAA rules announced that winter sport athletes um, essentially this year wouldn't count towards their eligibility. Um, I think what they're – it's obviously a good thing because we don't want the NCAA championship – like to get into the season, the NCAA championships be canceled, and then the same thing happens that happened last year and the kids just lose a year of eligibility. Um, but we, And we had Jay Jaggers to talk uh, about – kind of the ramifications of it, because it all seemed good, but there, it is going to cause a problem for some teams. So I just wanted to see what wrestlers and schools would be faced with this uh, dilemma first. So I looked at every weight, uh, the ranked seniors there, oh and then gosh. broke it down by team. 
And as we kind of talked about on the show, Iowa leads away with six guys, and it's six top ten guys. Um, so they're going to be, in my opinion, have an advantage in the 2021-2022 season because these six guys can be off their official scholarship books. Now, now I believe, <clears throat> doesn't the school still have to foot the bill and agree to it? Correct. This, it, it not, then it falls into the school's lap. Okay, do we still want to pay for these scholarships, yes. but they don't count towards your official 9.9. So you could have all of these seniors on scholarship plus your allotted 9.9 Exactly. So Iowa can have all these hammers. Spencer Lee, Austin DeSanto, Michael Kimmer, Caleb Young, Alex Marinelli, uh, Jane Ironman off the books and then go put their 9.9 in a bunch of high school kids. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> if they decide they want to, um, if the kids decide if, they want to come back, and one thing to keep in mind is, if Iowa wants Spencer another year, I don't know. <laughs> no, they may say it's, it's time to go. Iowa's dropping sports. Yeah. You know, but you feel so, like so if you have a chance a, at winning a wrestling national title, that is going to be something you choose to spend money on. Away. I think. I think they'll find the money for. Right. Um, and, and coincidentally, the the school with the second most tied with the second most is Iowa State. Hmm. Um, and then I've just going down the list a few of the the blue blood programs that have a bunch too: Nebraska at five, Lehigh at four, mm-hmm. Michigan at four, NC State at four, Oklahoma State at four. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see because these are four ranked guys. Yes, four well. ranked guys. So it's not just seniors, right? That that would have been a lot more to look at. So four I just kind of looked no, seniors, but yeah. So it's like legit. People that would absolutely earn scholarship allotments, you would yeah. think. And so as Coach Jaggers talked about, these schools are going to have to make a decision. Like Ohio State has zero on here. They don't have a single ranked senior. So they're going to have to make a decision. Okay, do we want to invest in the guys we already have here that we know what they can do? Or do we want to put it in high school kids moving forward that we think are the future of this program? Um, so that's going to lead to some tough conversations. If schools don't have the money or can't do it, I know this was kind of the same situation um, with the spring sports because uh, their season had just gotten started when everything got shut down. So they got this blanket eligibility before anyone else. And a few schools were like, we're not going to be able to afford for you seniors to come back. I know Wisconsin said that, and that's mm-hmm. you know in the Big Ten. So the transfer portal could be really hopping. And then you have some of the scholarships laying around like, Christian, I told you that you should always have around at least yes. at least something. We have advised. Um, you can be pretty aggressive in the transfer market. So I think things are going to get pretty weird after NCAA championships. For it's sure. awesome that this is leading to like four to five years of the ripple effect of chaos. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's, all, it's like a, I don't know, it's definitely two-edged because there, there's some definite negative. It's all, it is prolonging the damage of... Losing the yes. 2020 NCAA championships for four to five years, right? From a scholarship per perspective and just like putting coaches and athletes in kind of a weird situation. Um, but I, I am, I remain supportive of the decision. I think it's good. I think selfishly getting to watch guys wrestle more in college is just awesome. And what I think it, as I look at this article, looking at some of these weights that are most impacted by it, 141 mm-hmm. is insane. Yes. Sebastian Rivera, Jaden Ironman, Nick Lee, Ian Parker, Chad Red. That's two, three, four, five, six. Number eight, Cade Brock, Josh Heil, uh, Tariq Wilson's in the list. Uh, Grant Leith. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, he got an All-American rank 18th right now. Grant Leith still in the mix and getting more years. And getting another year. He could legitimately be in college like eight or nine years by the time Didn't he's done. He, I thought he announced he was done on Instagram. Okay, that would be news to me. Let's see. Um, it says Coach G, baby. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to have to get him out of the rankings. He may be. Yep, that's what he says. Okay. Manzo. So, yeah, Grant battled injuries throughout his career. When he was on, he was a legitimate top five guy at 41, 49. List off all the things he had done. He, he lists them here. Yeah. It's read, insane. Read them aloud, please, James Dean. Where, where, where are these at? Right up a little bit. After 19 years, two knee surgeries, two surgeries on my shoulder, and now finally two neck surgeries. The time has finally come for me to hang it up. Man. Dang. Feel for Six him. surgeries. Yeah, that's absolutely brutal. He was a total yes. beast. Um, okay. So First team all bicep. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Him, Jacoby Smith. There's some pretty fantastic. They were always popping. Yeah, popping. I swear. Look at that. That's insane. <laughs> You're yeah. telling me this man didn't rep out like 200 push-ups <laughs> just to get a quick pump in right before this? No, I don't know. We'll never know. But, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely jacked. So, yeah, I mean, some of these weight classes are going to remain really tough for an extra year. Yep. Um, I think, yeah. So, 174 is kind of the same way with a, a lot of ranked dudes. Um, Kimmer, I mean, Anthony Valencia, Demetrius Romero, <clears throat> Sammy Colbray, very tough weight class. All those guys are going to be off the books for their bonus year. So yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of teams, as you mentioned, impacted by this. And I just think I think the biggest thing we'll see, or the biggest story, will be just transfer mayhem. Yeah, I think the portal is mm-hmm. going to be insane. I think a lot of kids will be graduating and looking for graduate school, ready to move on. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of movement. One thing I think college coaches don't get enough. Um, respect or credit for from the casual and say wrestling fan is that the fact that not only do they run a team, it's basically a business in the fact of keeping all your money in order and like looking down the line at your money situation four to five years in the future. Yep. I I would. Now it gets even tougher. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just I would not want to be in that position. <laughs> Budgeting is definitely the worst part of this job, so I can't imagine the stakes. And then, like, man, four or five years of a guy that hopefully they you're just guessing how mm-hmm. good they're going to be in five years. That's tough. And then if you're sitting there, and, okay, you got a guy, you know he's a top 15 guy, but maybe he hasn't All-American yet. Is that last year going to help push him through, or do you want to invest in the future? You right. know, do you want to go with the young guy that's been that there a year? Can get you three or four, or the the blue chip title. stud recruit? Yeah, that you're taking a chance on that you, you know you haven't even had in your room yet. So it's hey, um, JD Raider, are you about to be a Beach Boy again? You went to Myrtle Beach, now you're going to yes, Ocean City, Maryland. Ocean's... My first time ever uh, in the state of Maryland. What really? Yeah. Huh. Well, to my not to my knowledge, anyway. To your knowledge, you could have been <laughs> drugged and brought there one time. Sent to the Correct. aquarium, but as far as you know, you've never been. Spade Daddy and myself. I'm gonna hopefully get some uh, some some crab. Uh, maybe try some natty bow or something. But you're going there because <laughs> <laughs> the the cuisine, obviously. Yeah. No NHSCA fall duels this weekend. Okay, very cool. So that's this weekend that normally is in like May. Yep. Um, it had to Memorial be Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it had to 
be pushed back quite a bit, but uh, we have no idea why. Still looking into that. Yeah, but it is going to go off, so it it should be fun. Um, several ranked kids, handful of pretty good teams, so it's going to be exciting. Cool. So that'll be good. And then next week is is totally crazy because yes, we are once again sending you out of the state, and you will go to Omaha. Yes, for U twenty threes and juniors. Uh. Uh, juniors is looking okay. Um, there's some pretty big names in there, uh, like Chittam and Facundo already signed up. Pat Glory. Pat Glory. Um, I am, I am, this is my plea to college coaches and teams to please bring some U23, um, guys. U23 is still looking pretty bleak as of right now. I do think it will pick up. Uh, USA Wrestling put this event on um, because there was interest from college coaches saying, you know, we want to get our guys matches. I think if you're a college team, especially if you're close within driving distance, you should. There's not going to be opens this year. Mm-hmm. Your red shirts aren't going to get matches. Get them matches here. Yeah. I as a, It's a common sort of frustration <laughs> just watching registration – and not knowing who's going to be in the field, it makes, yes. it, makes it a little tough for, for us to understand, like, hey, how can we make this event really cool? So hopefully these teams will start to register so we can make really cool, compelling content about and all, I, I think awesome And I think it will pick up um, in the next week or so. As always, there's no benefit to early Waiting. registration. So th- yeah. there's no benefit to either one. Yeah. So I think a lot of teams do just wait um, – so that you don't register someone and then decide you don't want to go. But. So uh, other news uh, in, in high school wrestling, Illinois shifting their season. Talk about that a little bit, one of yous. Yeah, Illinois, they shifted it. Um, they just moved it from April 19th to June 26th instead of the normal mid-November to mid-February or whenever Illinois does their state tournament. Uh, New Jersey and several other states, Rhode Island, and I think maybe one uh, one other New England state just straight up canceled. They said, we're not going to do it. Uh, very unfortunate for those high school athletes as they're going to miss out on a chance to win a state title, a very big deal for many high school athletes. Illinois is interesting, the fact that they moved it from April to the summer. Um, I don't know how late. When is the normal school year over? Isn't it normally like the end of May? But yeah, early June. Yeah, probably early May, June. Yeah, most places. This this could be a state tournament that is after their graduation. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that uh, what Iowa does with baseball? Iowa does all of base or it starts yeah because like you have your uh, track and golf in the spring and then you do baseball softball in the summer. Interesting. And another thing, very frequently. Kids graduate high school. I mean, the elite recruits, and they immediately like go to go take campus. summer classes. Yes. Um, so that's going to be, you know, how many of these guys are going to stick around for that? How many of them are going to? It's time to be in summer. This school? this is nudging up to freestyle season, and I say, Illinois is very prominent at tournaments like Fargo and Akron. Uh, so there could be guys making some tough decisions on. Uh, not only do I want to focus my training on freestyle, but do I even want to wrestle 
at the state tournament? Yeah. Or do I solely want to focus on winning a Fargo title or making a cadet or junior world team? Well, yeah, cadets and juniors will definitely have been decided by prior to when they would wrestle their state, unless USA Wrestling changes their schedule completely, which I don't see that they would do that. No. No. So they're going to either have to be doing double duty, folk style and freestyle, or having to make a tough choice, which I'm sure neither of them uh, are super ideal. And then New Jersey just straight up canceled their individual state tournament. Which Bush is, League. Which is really brutal because that's like one of the most, I don't know if the word famous, but you know it's one of the toughest states, obviously, and then like everyone always talks about just Atlantic City state championships are awesome. So highly and unfortunate to, to lose that. It It's unfortunate, too, that and I understand, like, the season would be gearing up right about now, but yeah. that a state tournament is still so far in advance, you know, four, potentially five months almost mm-hmm. down the road, and you're already Why are we making that decision now? It's the same thing we yelled at the Big Ten about. Why are yeah. you making the decision when you made it? Yeah, yeah maybe they don't want the season. I mean, because practices would be starting right now, so do you want to begin that when you don't know what's going to be? I mean, it's a tough decision. Yeah. Um, it's it's unfortunate that a few it things to be uh, from Facebook. Joe Caprino said Indiana started practice this week. That's awesome. Indiana always one of the best state tournaments. One class, love it. Uh, and then Kozak with a little would you rather? Would you rather uh, Illinois approach or, or Michigan's? <laughs> what, what? Michigan, you have to wear masks. You have to wear a mask. I mean, that's just <laughs> preposterous. I don't. I think Ben said Wisconsin too. They're wearing masks? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they said. Um, I did. I will send it to you, Man. Tyler. Find a image of the Japan national team training with masks. Um, but Man, can you imagine the, the gassers, the gas oh. gassing out we're going to see? <laughs> that kind of makes me want to see it, to be honest. <laughs> you love a good meltdown. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I guess I'll say I'd rather see them have regular seasons with, uh, yeah. with masks than move. No it season at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm sending you this picture time, but there, there's no way that this could work as it's supposed to. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, there's the picture. Well, I just don't see how it stays on. Yes, blood time will be reduced. Who's gonna know? <laughs> Okay, so, all right, uh, some recruiting news. Nebraska is all over it. Not surprising. Nebraska always is on top of it. Um, They just picked up commits from Antrell Taylor and Harley Andrews. And uh, Adam Thibault out of Illinois. Uh, He's not as highly ranked. um, Mm -hmm. but he's And also in the class 2021, but Illinois state placer last year. But these two are in the class 2022. Antrell Taylor... um, an Omaha guy, Millard South, which that is a program to keep an eye on um, in Omaha. A lot of those guys uh, train at the MWC Wrestling Academy, Zach Dominguez. Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. Um, they're getting a lot of a lot of top prospects, actually, a lot of kids going Division One. But Taylor is a huge commit out of Nebraska, and you see it a lot where um, Nebraska, they don't always have a whole lot of huge recruits, but it seems like when they do, they leave the state. Um, and Nebraska isn't able to keep them, but they're able to uh, keep Antrell. Uh, 
in state and he's a guy super high on uh made the finals as a freshman but lost to Cornell Cornell's Philip Mumi uh that's an example of a top Nebra- or a top Nebraska kid that went out of state but then won it as a sophomore made the Fargo finals um like Texas way to the finals I think uh, he does play – he is a multiple-sport athlete, so that keeps him from wrestling at a lot of big off-season uh, tournaments. But he's he's a guy – He's he'll probably be like a 65, maybe 74 if he puts on um, – if he keeps putting on mass, and which I think there's a very good chance he does. Um, and then Harley Andrews, another guy, he'll be a 197, probably 285. Harley Davison Andrews, maybe. Oh wow. This is a great heavyweight name. Harley Andrews. That's solid. Yeah. Uh but no, he's uh he's an Oklahoma kid. Uh, Oklahoma a state that is like the opposite of Nebraska. Very good normally at keeping yes, yeah, like keeping kids in state, whether it's uh OSU or Oklahoma. But he's uh he's gonna be a husker, so two really solid pickups there. They're filling out kind of the back half of their lineup. Um in the class of 2021, they've got Lenny Pinto and Jagger Condomitti. So yeah, I like those guys. The, Nebraska, Nebraska does a really good job recruiting out of state. Uh, of course, yeah. you kind of have to being in Nebraska. You don't, like you were mentioning, you don't have a ton of in-state D1 talent. But like you I know, said, the Nebraska, it, it's starting to starting to come up a little. No, bit. for sure. Um, but you don't have the Pennsylvania or Ohio. You know, right, right. But the, you know, they you go out to the Pacific Northwest. They go out to Cali. Obviously, yeah. they have the PA connection. Um, with Brian Snyder, Illinois, um, they they do a really good job nationally. Yeah, no question about it. Coach Snyder, Coach Manning, freaking killing it. Burrow, I don't know if you saw Burroughs posted um a handwritten letter he got from Manning. That was yeah, awesome. His uh, senior year of high school. Yes, that was really cool. It's cool he still has that too. Yeah, they had the foresight to hang on to that handwritten letter. Feels a long way. Yeah, Coach Manning, old school. OS for life. life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get to some questions before we, we get the heck out of here. What do you say, guys? Let's do it. All right. Okay, first question. This is a great one from Weathersfield Wrestling. How about getting Jaden Cox onto a card before end of the year? We haven't seen him since the Cerro Palato, of course, a tournament in Cuba. Yeah, would love to see Jaden wrestle. I'm hopeful that we will see him wrestle before the end of the year. He's as good a wrestler as the planet has and we would love to see him wrestle some matches he's uh as far as activity level goes on the senior level seems like he he really picks his spots right yeah um fortunately uh uww has implemented the ranking series which has kind of he he's wrestled in a Several of those events, which I think is great. Um, It really incentivizes the top guys to wrestle, which previously maybe they wouldn't have to. So hat tip to UWW. Yes. Uh, So a lot of matches that would be awesome to see him. I've always wanted to see him wrestle uh, Yazdani, Hassan Yazdani. Now they never never hit. I think that would be a really fun fun matchup. Now we probably never will. Now we probably never will. Although – Yazdani was growing about you know ten kilos a year that for is like five true. years. True, maybe Jaden, you drop back down after this year. Yazdani, you bump up. Yeah, maybe maybe a, a ninety-two Yazdani Jaden meeting, or maybe we just set it up and make it happen at some point. The possibilities are endless. Okay, 
Next question. Did you see that uh, James Green suggested Ironman versus Andrew Alirez? What do you think of that matchup? I think it would be a great one. I think you've got an amazing leg attacker in in Alirez, and you've got great counter-wrestler, a very good scrambler in Ironman. Good. Doubler, possibly now. Now a double-legger, <laughs> especially if you don't sprawl or anything. Uh, that was weird. Yeah. Watching the clips Ironman posted yesterday. He doesn't even react to a few of those fakes. Yeah. He maybe just didn't think he would shoot. And then the second double, <laughs> he was like kind of like hand down, coming up, hand down. Like he really couldn't get a, a, a read on Ironman. But the first one, he just kind of like stood there and got smashed. Yeah. But uh, we could have seen this match at Senior Nationals. Uh, but Ironman didn't make the finals, and Alirez did. And won. And won. Yes. Running through McKenna and Henderson. Alirez looked so good at yeah. Senior Nationals. And what what do we make of that as we look to 149 next year? I mean, I think part of me it's just that continued freestyle folk style question where we this was this is not totally out of line with what we've seen Alirez do. I'm pretty sure he beat Dean Heil he, as a high schooler. Yes, yeah. we were all like he beat almost Nick, beat he Bryce. beat Nick Lee. He took a match from Don Demas in the best of three finals. Um, I mean, he was beating all these D1 guys. And he was very good as a true freshman. He was a top 15 guy almost all year. Made the Southern Scuffle Finals. It just, the success he had in freestyle just didn't quite translate to folks on. Maybe after a year of being in the room and getting a feel for it, we'll see another jump. Yeah. I think that's very possible. I would love love to see those two wrestle in freestyle and folk style. I'm curious to see just where Alira is is right now um, in his wrestling. Uh, this isn't a fun question, but I'll ask it. Have you heard of any COVID cases directly attributed to wrestling tournaments, including senior nationals? I have not. Uh, I've not heard of any major. No, and I know um, I think athletes were supposed to get tested after as well. I'm not sure how well that was implemented or anything, but I'm, and I know USA Wrestling reached back out saying, like, asking for symptomatic people and so i feel like if there would have been something that came out of that we would have heard about it but i have heard nothing so i know usc wrestling took uh very good precautions mm-hmm. to try and put on a safe event yes uh i i know that some guy there's definitely like college wrestlers and high school wrestlers that have gotten covid yes possibly from from training with people possibly i mean you would assume that at some point that has happened. But as far as events events going, I haven't heard anything. But also at the same time, how would you really – it's one of the things you can't exactly directly attribute to anything, especially if you go to a wrestling tournament, you flew, you drove, you did all this stuff, you're around all these different people. Right. Who knows how you really got it. But, no, I haven't heard, heard anything about that. So <clears throat> I think it's a no news is good news kind of situation. I feel like I would have heard about it had, had it happened. Then, then there's our guy, Bailey Brown. Can you guys root for me at U23 Nationals next week? Uh, Bailey is a frequent uh, asker of questions. Has a dedicated listener since 2016 and frequent question asker. I'd love to have the flow team have my back and cheer me on as I wrestle. I got your back, Bailey. We got your back, Bailey. Gotcha. I had no idea you were like competing, Bailey. You always ask great questions. You really do. I figured someone who's still actively competing wouldn't have time to ask such <laughs> thoughtful questions. But here we are. Um, yeah, you can be the official, you know, we have Sam Herring's, the official middle school wrestler. 
You can be the official U23 wrestler. Yeah. Uh, unless someone else asks, and then we would have a decision to make. But right now, <laughs> you're the only person that's asked, Bailey. So we you got it. We are happy to throw our support behind you, and we'll we'll follow your journey. So with that, we're gonna call it. That's the show. We're gonna be back Short next sweet today, Tuesday. Baby. We'll say what? Short and sweet today. Short and sweet. That's right. We're gonna be back next Tuesday. Um, make sure you tune in to NHSCA Duels. And then next week's a, it's a, it's a bonanza. The guys get to town Wednesday for the November 14th card, guys and gals. Going to be a lot of really great content emerging from that. And, of course, incredible wrestling on November 14th, starting at 7 East, no, 8 Eastern, yep. 7 Central. Plus juniors and U23s. Plus juniors and <laughs> U23s in Omaha. You get it's a full day of wrestling. You know, you watch U23 juniors all day. Probably get a little break in there, get some dinner, refuel, boom, nightcap. Food fluids, do it right. That's right. It's all singles. Two for two. Thanks so much. We'll see you then. Have a good weekend, guys.